Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Ready to set off on your captivating journey into the botanical world? NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you to pursue your passion as a budding plant person. Guided by professionals, dig into gardening, botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Grow your skills with online learning your way. Register at nybg.org. Welcome to the Smirkanish Podcast for Independent Minds. There are a whole host of metrics today, brand new metrics that show that, that COVID is taking a turn and for the worse. Mike Allen did a nice job in his Axios newsletter today of, of summarizing what I'm talking about. Uh, let me just give you a... Uh, a smattering of what's out there. England's chief medical officer warned people not to mix with others unless they have to go to, unless they have to, pardon me, in the run-up to Christmas after Britain recorded its most daily coronavirus cases since the start of the pandemic. I did a terrible job of reading that. Let me try again. Britain has just recorded the most daily coronavirus cases since the start of the pandemic. And England's chief medical officer is warning people, don't mix with others unless you have to. Princeton, Cornell, Middlebury, and lots of others have just shifted to remote exams. We have uh, an undergraduate who is a junior getting ready to take his finals. His school got to be taken remotely now. Cancellations on Broadway. The new wave is upending the show must go on ethos, supplanting it with a safety first strategy. The result, a raft of cancellations unlike any in history. Apple closing stores in Miami, Annapolis and Ottawa. COVID raking the NBA, NFL and NHL where household names are now being benched including Baker Mayfield, 140-plus NHL players affected this season. I'm, I'm sensing from people in my orbit this idea that we're all going to get it. We're all going to get it. No matter, you know, no matter who's been vaxxed or hasn't been vaxxed, and we can discuss why that's the case, but, and you're going to be a hell of a lot better off if you've been vaccinated. But this inevitability seems to be hanging in the air around me like I've never seen before, felt before. It's interesting. The younger crowd uh, seems to be saying the same thing. I just heard from Emma this morning that the the lines for COVID testing in New York City are around the block. It's a totally different feel. So many people she knows have gotten it and, and that it's sort of, and, and, and without symptoms. But just because of the testing, the required testing, they're finding out that they have it. And it's much more. She said it's a completely different feel than it was even a few weeks ago in New York City. Okay, so Emma's in line in New York City for a COVID test, right? Right. 
Meanwhile, this piece that ran in the Atlantic that I, I, I can't remember whether I just made passing reference or didn't talk about at all. But now I've gone back to reread it. Matthew Walther is the individual who wrote it. Who is he? He's the editor of a Catholic literary journal. He begins this way. In November, my wife asked whether I had seen an article with the remarkable headline, Is It Safe to Go to Thanksgiving Dinner? And I asked, is that from last year? And she said, no, it's just a few days old, said her voice, sinking into a growling murmur. These people, she said. I'm old enough to remember the good old days when holiday advice pieces were all variations of how to talk to your Tea Party uncle about Obamacare. As Christmas approaches, we can look forward to more of this sort of thing with the meta-ethical speculation advanced to an impossibly Baroque stage of development. Is it okay for our two-year-old son to hug Grandpa at a Christmas party if she received her booster only a few days ago? Should the toddler wear a mask except when he's slopping mashed potatoes all over his booster seat? Etc., etc., etc. I don't know how to put this in a way that will not make me sound flippant, but nobody cares. Literally speaking, I know that isn't true because if it were, the articles wouldn't be commissioned. But outside the world inhabited by the professional and managerial classes in a handful of major metropolitan areas, think Emma standing in line for a COVID test. Many, if not most Americans, are leading their lives as if COVID is over. And they have been for a while. In my part of rural southwest Michigan and in similar communities throughout the country, this is true not despite but without any noticeable regard for cases, hospitalization statistics, which are always high this time of year, without attracting much notice, or death reports. I don't mean to deny COVID's continuing presence. For the purpose of this piece, I looked up the COVID data for my county and I found that the seven-day average for positive tests is as high as it has ever been. And that 136 deaths have been attributed to the virus since June of 2020. What I wish to convey is that the virus simply does not factor into my calculations or those of my neighbors who have been foregoing masks, tests, unless work imposes them, and other tangible markers of COVID-19's existence for months, maybe even longer. And then there was this. this, this I highlighted this line. Listen to this. Indeed, in my case, when I say for a long while, I mean for nearly two years from the almost very beginning. In 2020, I took part in two weddings, traveled extensively, took family vacations with my children, spent hundreds of hours in bars and restaurants, all without wearing a mask. This year, my wife and I welcomed our fourth child over the course of her pregnancy from its first phone call to the midwife a few weeks after getting a positive pregnancy test until after the delivery. The subject of the virus was never raised by any healthcare professional, including her doula, a dear friend from New York. On and on it goes uh, from this person's experience leading a life that is as completely antithetical of what I'm experiencing being New York City that I can possibly imagine. I came away from this experience with the impression that whatever their value, masks long ago transcended public health and became a symbol 
not unlike in this house, we believe signs or MAGA hats. This, no doubt, is why in my part of America, the only people one ever sees with masks are brooding teenagers seated alone in coffee shops who seem to have adopted masks to set themselves apart from the reactionary banality of life in flyover country in the same way that I once scribbled anti-Bush slogans on T-shirts. The survival of such old-fashioned adolescent angst is, at any rate, deeply heartening, says the author of this piece. Does this describe your existence? I am always tempted to ask the people who breathlessly quote what various public health authorities are now saying about masking and boosters, whether they know how the National Institutes of Health defines a problem drinker. The answer is a woman who has more than one unit of alcohol a day, i.e. my wife and nearly all of my female friends. These same authorities, if asked, would probably say that considerable risks are associated with eating crudos or taking Tylenol after a hangover. My point is that sophisticated adults are generally capable of winking at overly stringent guidelines. In the case of COVID, many are not. You get the gist of it. Holy smokes. And and then one other, if I may, just in terms of the COVID wrap-up, amongst all these metrics that show that we're really in the midst of a uh, an escalation of problems. The Metropolitan Opera will require adult employees and audience members to have booster shots beginning January 19. Several universities, including Georgetown and NYU, have just announced that booster requirements for students and staff will begin in January. The NFL requiring coaches and staff to get boosters by December 27. Meanwhile, Americans are split over what they think of the definition of fully vaccinated. This, according to a brand new Harris survey, 49% of adults say that fully vaccinated means two shots of Pfizer or Moderna or one shot of J&J. That's 49%. 51% say fully vaccinated now includes a booster. That's my survey question at Smirconish.com today. Should we redefine what fully vaccinated means so as to include a booster shot? And then in the, uh, I'll tell you about this in a second, but in the town where I was born and raised, the chief of cardiovascular surgery at the local hospital, great hospital, fine hospital, one that has treated uh, virtually every member of my family. But the chief of cardiovascular surgery has now been fired for refusing a COVID-19 vaccine. He's now raising money to challenge the hospital. Sounds like, from what I'm reading, there'll be a lawsuit soon filed if there hasn't been already. He's raised money from 174 donors through GoFundMe under the campaign of Help Joe Autary Fight This Injustice. As of 4 p.m. Wednesday, Joseph Autary had raised more than $29,200 from 174 donors through GoFundMe, a crowdfunding website, in the campaign, Help Joe Autary Fight This Injustice. He says he requested religious and medical exemptions to the vaccine mandate, but both were denied. He told a local newspaper, I declined the vaccine and was promptly terminated despite all that we've accomplished together. 
This is what he wrote on his campaign page, which was reported by the Courier Times newspaper. I feel that what they did to me and other healthcare workers was wrong. So what does he say? He says that he has natural immunity from a prior infection. This is that old issue that we've talked about, whether there needs to be some allowance for those who've had it. We've discussed that many, many times. I mean, New York City right now in, in imposing the most restrictive mandates in the country, no allowance for people who've had it. In this case, the doctor is also asserting a religious exemption. He cites 1 Corinthians 6.19, which reads, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? The Bible verse has been interpreted as a command to care for the body as a temple by not introducing things that could harm it and has been widely cited in religious vaccine exemptions. Hospital administrators are aware of the GoFundMe campaign. He is one of, has been one of, the hospital's most highly compensated employed physicians before the separation from employment. Mom, by the way, sent me an email and said to me, hey, you know, uh, your dad... Your dad once taught, my father, a public school educator, teacher, then guidance counselor. She said, your dad once taught Dr. Autary. You know, they know and and really liked each other. And I'm kind of wondering if this physician provided care. I used to go with my dad to, later in life, I would try and accompany him to his his, uh, doctor's appointments. And he had a uh, a stent placed. And TC, I'm trying to. Re- I mean, it could have been by Doctor Alteri. Wow. It's just like a case that really brings it all home. It's one thing for me to bloviate in front of the microphone and say, as I've said consistently, if you're in healthcare, you ought to be vaccinated. If you're in healthcare and you're not vaccinated, you know maybe you should be rethinking what you're doing. That heretofore has been my position. And now it's mom saying, well, Doc Alteri, you know. He and your dad, they were they had a great relationship. And I'm I'm thinking he may have even treated my dad when dad had a stent placed. Maybe this was the doctor who did it. Really crystallizes the issues, right? A spokesperson for the hospital said that his GoFundMe campaign misrepresents the circumstances of his separation from employment, declined to elaborate. Fewer than 10 employees have been terminated for failure to comply with the hospital's mandate which requires vaccination or an approved religious or medical exemption. An additional 96 employees have been granted exemptions. So, interesting, right? The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. 
Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.